0: Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It is Wednesday, January 17th, and we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. Still early in the year, gang. This could be a perfect time for you to give us a holler, maybe come on the program with us and tell us what it is in your life or your financial life that needs a little attention. Sometimes people come on the show and they ask a very specific question. You know, they'll say like, for example, oh, I don't know about my allocation. And we have a whole conversation with you and we uncover something actually much more important than the allocation question. Sometimes it's a Roth or a conversion question. Sometimes it's a question about insurance, whatever it is that you think is going on. It's so great if you just let us know or come on the air with us and we can talk about what's happening and maybe uncover other issues. Or maybe we're just going to tell you, yeah, you're totally on track to reach the goal that you have established or... Maybe it's time for you to slow down on some of that spending so you can reach that goal. I try not to be a finger-wagger. That's one of the things I've always not liked about people who do this kind of work. I don't want to make you feel bad about where you are. I want you to feel good about where you are today and how you can make proactive changes going forward. If you would like to join us, just go to our website, jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button, and write us a note. Now, you can write us a note. You know, we do emails from time to time. I like to make sure I pay attention to the shy people. But... There's also a box that says, would you come on the air with us? And if you want to come on the air for audio, you check the box and, you know, we'll change your name. We'll do whatever. There's also the type of person, usually a younger person. I don't know. You guys have absolutely no problem putting it out there, who would come on and do videos with us. Mark, are people saying they would do video? Like, How is that happening right now? Because we've got our new show, our new YouTube show called Jill on Money, Powered by the Compound. How have those inflows been? Uh, I'm looking right now because I kind of created a separate folder. So anybody who says yes, they want to come on a video, I kind of just throw all those responses in a separate folder. I have, uh, 34 people. All right. That gets us 34 weeks. I'm feeling good about that. So that's our new show. It's called Jill on Money, powered by the compound. And we, oh, we are just oh so delighted to be doing that show. And, you know, we're going to add some other elements to it. Mark's going to come up with this with Dustin and John. There's going to be some other video elements that we use. You might even see tax brackets pop up on the screen right before your very eyes as we start talking about what tax bracket you're in anyway if you would like to join us for video we have a little checky box for that as well and don't forget that our new service called it's not even new anymore, Jill On Money Live. That's where you have access to quarterly live webinars. 35 bucks for 12 months of those webinars and bonus video content. We are booking guests like crazy because it's the beginning of the year, and I love seeing new people who pop up. Check it out. Go to the website, JillonMoney.com, to see everything. Today we are talking to Jimmy Anonymous, who's on the line from New England. And, uh, as we talk to you today, Jimmy, you are on Belichick Watch by the time this airs, you will know whether or not Bill Belichick is your coach for a subsequent three years or not
1: that's very true. I hope he is, but that's I'm, very true.
0: all right what's going on with you? Should we renew your contract or not let's hope so <laughs> what's going on
1: well i was I, I reached out and uh, emailed you and Mark, and thank you both for inviting me on. Um, I am presently retired I'm 61 years old mm-hmm. my wife still works she is 60 as of next week mm-hmm. and um, she makes thirty five thousand dollars a year okay I make about twelve to thirteen thousand dollars a year in a part-time gig just side gig having fun yep I have the buckets that we you talk about and in other shows talk about we have the pre-tax bucket you have the brokerage bucket, and then you have the Roth bucket. Mm -hmm. And I'm presently looking at what's the best strategy to attack Roth conversions with that brokerage bucket, Mm. but balancing the fact that that brokerage bucket with cash included is what I'm using to live on year to year Mm -hmm. in addition to my wife's full-time salary.
0: Okay. So a couple of questions. Um, Your wife works, you get your health insurance through her? We do. And does she plan to work for a bunch more years? What do you think? She's saying
1: about three more years.
0: Okay. So three more years and then you'll do COBRA and whatever and you'll get to Medicare and that'll be that. Exactly. Okay, got it. How much do you guys need to live on in addition to, let's call it 45000 that you're earning together?
1: Annually, it's about, well, on a monthly basis, it is mm-hmm. about $11,000 a month.
0: Okay. No problem. Is that um, a number that you think is going to be pretty consistent going forward? Do you have like older kids who you're supporting that could be on their own, or anything that you think could change that eleven thousand dollar a month number? Uh,
1: only a couple of a couple of one time events, um, in the sense of we have. The children are all out of college as of this May. Yay. But but some of them will be getting married and we'd like to contribute to that as they go along, but we're not supporting them otherwise.
0: Okay, good. All right. But, you know, you'll have a certain amount of money that we can allocate for those weddings. It'll be too much. It'll never be worth it. I'll promise you that right now. I just got into a fight with a friend of mine where I was yelling at him. And I'm like, why are you spending so much money on this kid's wedding? This is insanity. It's like a house. You can buy a house for this amount of money. It's crazy what people are spending on weddings. Anyway, I'm sure. It's true. It's true. I, I mean, I don't know. I'm going to stop. I'll get off my soapbox now. Do what you want, as my mother would say. All right. What do we have saved in your pre-tax retirement accounts? What's not been taxed yet? Uh, 1.815. Wow. Good job, man. That's a lot of moolah. Um, and what do you have in brokerage? I have
1: 400000 in brokerage
0: mm-hmm.
1: and another 4 i I'm a little afraid to tell you this, but four hundred and twenty-five in cash.
0: Well, listen, I'm sure you're making 5% on that cash right now. So that's okay. Yes. All right, good. Okay. Roth money. Do you have money in a Roth already?
1: Yes, 521.
0: That's great. Amazing. Fantastic. Will um your wife be entitled to a pension by any chance? No. Okay, so is your general game plan that you're going to live, you're living off the brokerage right now, right? And you're pulling out the money that you need uh, to live on to get to that $11,000 a month. What's your game plan on claiming Social Security? Wait till 70?
1: For me, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, for my wife, we were thinking um, 62, 60, well, 63 when she retires. Mm.
0: What's your What's your Social Security benefit at your age 70? Fifty-four. 54- fifty four thousand
1: six eighty annually
0: fifty four thousand okay so um I'm just gonna put this as four grand a month because basically after you pay taxes on it that's what it'll end up netting out okay if she were to wait till her full retirement age not claiming early, what's her full retirement age number do you know it twenty three thousand you probably don't need to have her claim early by the way so so can I ask a question? about Yeah. That?
1: Yeah. Curious. Curious. What the point of view on that? The, the idea was if I wait till 70, she gets she, half of yours. She gets well, she gets all of my once I kick the bucket. Not that I like to do that anytime soon. But
0: <laughs> I, I get you. I think still that, that 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 it still might be better. I mean, are you in good health? I, I'm sorry. I, I didn't I shouldn't have jumped the gun like that. Are you in decent health? Or is there something wrong with you? Actually. Um, not that I know of.
1: And FYI, she only gets half of yours up until your full retirement age, not up until 70.
0: Right. Correct. So your full retirement age number is how much?
1: My full retirement was 44000 a year. 40. Uh, yes, a year. Yeah.
0: Okay. Okay.
1: It, it's another, it's another 10,000 if I wait until 70.
0: I think that she claims, all right, let, 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 let me keep going here. So essentially what we know is, let's just say she claimed at 67 for a second and you claim at 70 that like obviously once you turn 70 you basically have half of your need taken care of through social security right we'll do it all in today's dollars just for fun so what you're doing right now is you're saying what part of this should i convert in order to reduce my future required minimum distribution but also that you don't want to you don't want to soak up all of the liquidity that you have in your brokerage and your cash account, right? Exactly.
1: That's 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 the balancing act I'm trying to figure out.
0: I got you. And for the conversion, would it be your desire to convert and stay in the twenty two percent tax bracket or the twenty four percent tax bracket?
1: The last two calendar years, I have completed in maxing out the twenty two percent.
0: Okay. And what did that allow you to take out a hundred ish?
1: About, yes, 100 or 120, I think, was one year.
0: Okay. It's funny because, of course, the account still grows. So you're, you you made a little, a little dent, but not a big dent, right? Right. Okay. How would you feel if we popped you into 24% for a few years? Would you feel, like, freaked out about that? Not freaked out. Just,
1: again, the concern being the balance of brokerage cash lasting for a living as well as burning some of it up to pay these taxes.
0: What if instead of living... On the brokerage and the cash that we lived on, the money you pulled out of the pre-tax account, and you didn't ever, you never converted it. How would you feel about that? In other words, instead of saying, "I convert a hundred grand," what if you took a hundred grand out of the pre-tax, paid the tax on it, and lived on it?
1: And that would answer. That would help me reduce that RMD in the future, and at the same time, help reserve my cash and brokerage Ex- balance. Exactly right. What would you? How would you feel about that? I'd, I'd feel fine with that. I'm I mean, little... I feel fine either way, to be honest, but I just was wondering, I was worried about drawing down the cash.
0: I mean, there's got a lot, of, we got a lot of time here. So the question is, should there be a conversion or should this just be a, we're whittling away this account, using it, you preserve your brokerage and cash account. I mean, you would have to actually invest some of that cash a little, you know, just in terms of if we're going to do this, I want that cash invested because you're, no, you're not going to receive 5% forever. You know, but we would want some of that money put to work. But you could start pulling money out of that pre-tax account again. If like it, just staying in your twenty-two percent, if you had a hundred, just pull out as much as will keep you in that twenty-two percent, pay the tax that's due. Now you get to your age seventy, and of course the numbers are going to change because you are going to have social security. You'll take less money out. I don't know. I like the idea of preserving your cash, also, and you already have a bunch of money in Roth. So, if I can get you down to a million dollars pre-tax from that one one eight, I don't know. That seems to work pretty well without making the the decision to convert to the Roth. And by the way, when you have that year of a wedding. You pull out and you pay it to 24% tax bracket. You pull the extra, uh, I don't know how much it's going to be, like the 50 grand, 80 grand, whatever. You pull the extra money out that you need and you pay the tax on it. And you don't soak up the brokerage or the cash. Because I do think you're going to want that. You're so young, right? And you are going to want to preserve cash. And I do think that, you know, I don't know how... Uh, The system is going to change uh, between now and the time that your uh, wife retires, but she might say like, ah, you know what? I really only want, I'm going to work for another year. We're going to have to pay for health insurance for four years, not two years. So let's give yourself, preserve some optionality there. I think that works. In terms of the the money that's invested, are you managing it yourself? Um, A little bit of both. And how, how has that been?
1: Um, pretty good. Yeah. Um. We obviously last year was a great year.
0: Yeah. Um. We're all genius. We're all geniuses.
1: Yeah. Help me forget about twenty thousand, two thousand, twenty
0: two. Right. Exactly. <laughs> That's like childbirth. Ah, one was easy. One was hard. I'll think right. about the easy one. <laughs>
1: right. Right. But it. But it, you know. It, again, coming off of twenty twenty three, things are looking good. Mm-hmm. Um, perform performance was great, and hopefully that continues. But uh, it's about a fifty eight to sixty equities and then about 40 bonds. So okay. I, I am, I'm allocated, I think, uh, um, appropriately for my age. Yeah,
0: yeah, absolutely. I think that's fine. The kids and as moving forward, um, they they can manage themselves. In other words, you're not paying for stuff except for like a big thing like a wedding, or if they don't get married, maybe a help with a house or something like that. Is that what your thought is? Yes, okay. yes, exactly. Okay. Yep. I mean,
1: they all got through college and almost all of them are debt free. So I feel like that was our, that was our win. And now we can let them prosper on their own.
0: Yes. Love that. Um, <laughs> are you guys going to stay in new England or are you going to, yes. okay, yes. So look at that. He's he's right there. And have you done your estate planning? Yes. Okay, great. If you are like Jimmy Anonymous and you want to join us on the air, just give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button and let us know if you want to come on the air, audio or video, and that would be great. You can subscribe to Jill On Money on the Odyssey app or wherever you find your favorite podcast. Please leave us a rating and review wherever you listen. And do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Do you know a high schooler who is a natural leader and loves to give back to their community? The Leukemia and Lymphoma Society's Student Visionaries of the Year program might be the perfect opportunity forming strong teams to support them. Student Visionaries of the Year candidates fundraise for the Leukemia and Lymphoma Society in honor of a pediatric blood cancer survivor in their local community. This seven-week philanthropic leadership development program helps students gain valuable life skills like project management, communication, financial literacy, and entrepreneurship. Not to mention, it looks great on college applications. But most importantly, it's a chance for students to engage in meaningful work within their community and make a real impact on the lives of blood cancer patients and their families. Learn more about Student Visionaries of the Year or nominate a student at LLS.org students. That's LLS.org students.